Daddy, 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 can we go? Maybe. Daddy, 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 I want, will you buy me? Uh, maybe. Daddy, 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 maybe. Daddy, maybe means no. You know, your kids are always asking you for something and sometimes just to buy a little time to give you some space to think about it, you just say, maybe. I'm not saying no, not saying yes, maybe. But according to my boys, at least, maybe always ended up meaning no. We're going to read a tough passage of Scripture today. Uh, a passage that is so tough, either we never read it, skip over it, or we read it and make fun of it. But we rarely let it teach us. And one of the reasons we're afraid of this passage is it points to the danger of what happens when Jesus calls. And we say maybe. And as my boys understand, maybe means no. Chapter 5 in the book of Acts. Let's read the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Stand with me in honor of God's word. But... A man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira also sold a piece of property. However, he kept back part of the proceeds with his wife's knowledge, brought portion of it, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter asked, Why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the proceeds from the land? Wasn't it yours while you possessed it, and after it was sold, wasn't it all at your disposal? Why is it that you have planned this thing in your heart? You have not lied to the people, but you have lied to God. And when he heard these words, Ananias dropped dead. And a great fear came on all who heard. And the young man got up, wrapped his body, carried him out, and they buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter asked her, tell me, did you sell the land for this price? Yes, she said, for that price. Peter said, why did you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door. They will also carry you out. Instantly, she dropped dead at his feet. When the young men carried, came in, they found her dead and carried her out, buried her beside her husband. And great fear came on the whole church and all who heard these things. But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it. Believe it and live. Let's pray together. You call to us and we answer, sort of, half-heartedly, nonchalantly, Seldom realizing what's at stake. What's at risk of being lost. 
because of the games we play. All of the promises of the Father, Lord Jesus, are true in you, are yes in you. And may the yes we hear from you this morning be echoed in the yes that you hear from us, your people, in return. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Did you see the clue? Did you see what Luke did? Were you paying attention? Now notice what's going on in the church. We talked about it last week. There is a spirit of deep, deep unity in the body. If anybody has anything, then the church, they bring it to the church. And if anybody needs anything, then the church provides that. We're told that several people sold property, several people sold houses, Barnabas sold a piece of property and brought it to the apostles and they gave it to those in the church who had need. Therefore, there was no one in the church who had a need and the unity was deepening moment by moment. Now, at the beginning of chapter five, we see that famous word, but. Okay, now I have told you how this word works in the English language. Okay, when you hear the word, but it erases everything in front of it. Do you know that's the way a word, uh, our mind works with this word, okay? Uh, we have enjoyed having you work for us these last three years, but, okay? I've enjoyed dating you for these last three months, but you don't leave and say, you know, we really had a good time for three months. You tell your friend, she dumped me. You didn't hear anything in front of the butt. Now, at the end of chapter 4, when we're told that everything in the church was unified, people who had needs were being taken care of, people who had uh, resources were bringing them to the church, there was this great celebration in the body of Christ. But all of that is now at risk. Now we have someone who is going to break the harmony of the church. Now we have someone who is going to bring disunification to the church. Someone who's going to stir up trouble. In Proverbs, there is a verse where the writer says, there are seven things that the Lord detests, seven things that he hates. And it's things like a, a, a lying mouth, a cheating scale. And the last one? The seventh one is someone who stirs up strife in the fellowship. Now, let's pay attention to what happened. Let's read this text, all right? Ananias and Sapphira had been at church. They had seen what was going on. They had seen how Barnabas was celebrated for his goodness and his generosity. They wanted to be part of that, so they sold a piece of property. They brought part of it to the apostles. Claiming, or at least insinuating, that it was the full price. Peter catches them in the lie. Have you ever been caught in a lie? Uh, let me. 
when you were caught in a lie. What happened to you? When you said something, representing it as truth, when you said those things like, oh yeah, if you don't believe me, you can call my friends. They were there. You can go look it up. And all of a sudden you realize that you know you're lying, the person you're lying to knows you're lying and they want you to know that they know you're lying and the blood runs out of your face and your knees begin to buckle a little bit. You're so ashamed by what you have done. Now you are a liar. Now understand, Ananias and Sapphira, the early church, was in a different worldview than we have now. Uh, they were deeply, uh, I don't want to say superstitious, but they were deeply spiritual. Uh, they thought you could get a demon by drinking water. If you drank from the wrong well, then you could drink a demon and become possessed by a demon. We have a different understanding of the world, but for Ananias and Sapphira, this stuff was real. When Peter looked at Ananias and said, you have lied not to the church, but you've lied to God, it buckled his knees. And he was so afraid by what he had done that he literally died. Three hours later, his wife comes in, same scenario, and she dies. You know, when you read this, one of the funny things about this passage is how nonchalant the ushers are in the story. Did, did, did you notice that? Ananias dies, and a young man came forward. Like Peter went, poof, uh, man, here they come. Well, it happened again today. And, you know, they wrap him up take him out and bury him. They don't notify anybody, don't bother them. They take him out and bury him. They're coming back in the back door. Sapphire and Peter up front talking. They're coming back in. Boop, she hits the floor. Well, okay. We got another one. <laughs> Just nonchalant kind of thing. There's people passing out, people dying in church. Must be Sunday. You know, just. Now, it's real tempting now to grab hold of this passage uh, and hold you over hell like a marshmallow and say, give or die. But that's not what this passage says. This passage isn't about not giving. The land belonged to Ananias and Sapphira. It was their land. They could do what they want to with it. They could have kept it, no problem. They could have sold it and given part of it. No problem. Had they come to Peter and said, listen, we sold some land, but this is the best we can do given our circumstances. Uh, we want to give you half of it. We want to tithe off of it. We want to celebrate God's goodness. No problem. But that's not what Ananias did. Ananias wanted to be celebrated like Barnabas without paying the price like Barnabas. Some of us want to be recognized as followers of Christ without actually following. We want to be counted as believers as long as it doesn't get uncomfortable. 
We celebrate the scars of Jesus as long as we don't have to bear any scars. We want all of the power of the cross without the price of the cross. We want the power of the resurrection, but we don't want to die to get there. Ananias wanted what Barnabas had, but he didn't want to pay the same price. When it came time to make his commitment, he said, maybe. And maybe means no. Now, I know some of you fall asleep and wake up, fall asleep and wake up. And some of you are just waking up and you're going to hear this next statement. You're going to think I'm saying something I didn't say. But why is it nobody dies in our worship services? Okay, now, stay with me. Okay, what, 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 what do you say? I don't know. I don't even... Why is that? Why is it that no one is ever scared doing our worship service? Have you ever been scared? Not afraid. That's different. Scared. Not being able to speak. Have you been afraid you couldn't speak? Happened to me one time. One time. My dad was serving on the city council. I was going to come home that weekend. He said, come by city hall. I want to introduce you to the, the people I work with. Okay. Where they were in the middle of a police strike and things were a little dicey downtown Huntsville. So he told me what door to go into. And he said, just tell the security that who you are and I'll let you up. No problem. So... <clears throat> I get on the elevator, go to the top floor of City Hall where the city councilman's office are. Door opens. There is an Alabama state trooper guarding that elevator. Now, I know you're thinking Alabama, the state crop, is cotton. No, we grow state troopers, and we send them off to other states like Tennessee. Biggest human being I have ever seen in my life. He steps into the door, fills up the entire elevator door, looks down at me and says, can I help you, boy? <laughs> and he said it with a little B, you know, little, little boy. And I couldn't think of a reason to be there. I couldn't think of my name. I, I just saw gun and badge and heard boy. And I couldn't think of my name. It took me about three minutes or so to go, Mike. Oh, you're John's boy. Okay, come on in. You ever been that scared? Have you ever been that scared in worship? Have your knees ever buckled in worship? 
I know sometimes in worship we like to stand, like to hold our arms up. That's great. Have you ever been in worship and not been able to stand? Why not? Because we have what Dietrich Bonhoeffer called a cheap grace. We love the forgiveness of Jesus. We love the grace of Jesus as long as it doesn't cost us anything. Now, I'm a Southern Baptist, never been anything but a Southern Baptist, so I can talk about Southern Baptists because I'm family. Presbyterian says anything, I'll take issue with them. But Southern Baptists are great at evangelism. We know how to, get, how to give an invitation. We can give an invitation and we can make you walk the aisle. And we can get you baptized and we'll chalk it up to another soul saved for Jesus. Then we don't know what to do with you. So people come. They get baptized. And their life has never changed. Because it didn't mean anything. Cheap grace. Grace doesn't require anything of you. Do you, do you remember the third commandment? Okay, let me remind you. First one is, you will have no other gods before me. Second, you will make no graven images. Third, do not take my name in vain. Now, when I was growing up in Alabama, that was don't cuss. But the commandment is much, much more intense than that. You know what it really says? Don't use my name. Don't take my name and make it mean nothing. Don't take my name. Don't use my name and make it mean nothing. So the world watches those of us who claim to be followers of Christ. And from our witness and our testimony, the world concludes that following Jesus really doesn't mean anything. We took his name and we made it mean nothing. Now, I'm not going to stand here or sit here and tell you that if you don't give, you're going to die. What I have to say to you is much more serious than that. Is that some of you will come into this place, you will listen to the worship, you will watch and you will walk out, and you will walk out never having lived. 
because you didn't know what was at stake here. It's not just life and death, it's eternity. And you heard Jesus call, not once, not twice. You heard him, you knew it was him. And you said, maybe. And maybe means no, doesn't it? Would you bow your heads with me? I'm not going to do anything to put you on the spot. I'm not going to embarrass you. I do want you thinking about your life. Do you know what is at stake this moment? It's eternity. And once more, Jesus is calling you once more. Don't leave this moment and tell Jesus one more time. Maybe. We're waiting to pick up this conversation in the Welcome Center. We're in no hurry. You come. The Lord Jesus waits for you where you are church will wait for you as you come. Lord Jesus, every heart is now open before you, every life. So we pray now the choices we make are exactly what you want.